Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive, where we talk about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey. Just noticed you did that without a script. Sure did. Uh, I'm amazing. Crushing it. <laughs> this is like episode 20. <laughs> Finally memorized the intro. Oh, goodness. Uh, what have you guys been watching? What have I been watching? I just rewatched season four of Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Schitt's Creek is wonderful. I didn't love season four, though. It was a little saccharine, right? It was. It was. If they had not done David's relationship in season four, I probably would have been fine with all season. Like, he does like a so full musical number. Two. There are two full what? musical numbers. And it's like not his personality. No, it's weird. It's weird. And the he, one of the musical numbers is him lip syncing a song to the love interest. And as soon as it started, the first time I saw it, I started screaming no at the TV. I was just like, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. <laughs> the thing is that show... What made it so good, seasons one through three, is its subtlety. Yeah. And they never throw anything into your face. It's just like, they're yeah. like these sweet moments, and they're just a little sweet. And then all of a sudden, season four, it's like they let it go to their heads that people really love the show. And so now they're just like throwing it at you. And it's just, it's a little gaggy, but it's worth watching still, I think. Maybe they'll rebound. I am hoping so. Season five is about to come out. I think in January, they'll start airing it. So okay. we'll see how that goes. Um, so there's that. I've been binging a lot of stand-up comedy on Netflix. Oh. I guess I'm just like in a comedy mood right now. It's like cold outside. You yeah. want to feel warm and happy. You, Meg, you have made me watch so much depressing content that I'm, you know, I just want to... <laughs> so, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> so my favorite, my very favorite stand-up comedy on Netflix is every John Mulaney special. Oh, I heard his Trump joke. Uh, the, the horse loose in the hospital. Yeah, there's a horse loose in the hospital. Who let it in there? A bunch of people. Yeah. That, <laughs> so that's from his most recent. That's from his most recent special. It's the only part of it that's political at all. So if you're turned off to politics, like you really can't get through it. And actually, he's very playful about it. It's not that awful. Yeah. But um, he does make this running joke about he's a little bit concerned about what's happening in Washington, but the same <laughs> way you might be if somebody let a horse loose in the hospital. And it's like this whole thing. He's like, I'm pretty sure it's going to work out. But for now, there is a horse loose in the hospital and we don't know what it's going to do next. And the scariest days are when you don't hear anything about the horse. <laughs> and then sometimes the horse does some things that are surprising, like, oh, the horse used an elevator. We didn't know he knew how to do that. <laughs> it is really funny. But the whole, I think he has four specials on Netflix and they are all delightful. Okay. Like, really, He's really He's a delightful good. guy. He's awesome. It's too bad his show didn't work out. Well, did you did you see it? No. Somebody told me that it was the first episode used like every joke from every one of his comedy specials oh, and it really? just like uh, was ran out of material. I don't know. I didn't see it though, so I'm not sure. Okay. Anything yeah. else? Um a few plain movies, nothing worth talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what have you been watching? Um over Thanksgiving break. Yeah. I binged all of Narcos Mexico. Oh. That's on Netflix. Yeah. The first 3 seasons were in Colombia, but now they're in Mexico. Uh, um, so dealing with marijuana instead of cocaine. Mary so Jane. big story shift mm -hmm. there. Starring Michael Pena, who's normally like a cast type actor. He's like your token. He's in everything, but yeah. no one knows who he is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But he plays like the lead. When I thought he did a really good job as the lead, because normally he's like a cast type actor, but it's been good. So that and the Villains podcast. Yes. Uh, I have also started listening it's to the Villains so podcast. Good. Um, so Shea Serrano from The Ringer picks a new villain every single week. The first week he did Hannibal Lecter. The second week he did Regina George. 
Um, oh. And he picks two other Ringer staffers to join the podcast with him, and they dissect everything that makes the villain so good. What are the other categories? Do you remember? Um, if the protagonist and the antagonist are equally matched. Right. Okay. If there's any chance a villain could redeem him or herself. A lot of really fun categories. Yeah. It's a really fun podcast. I'm glad to hear this. I am almost done with a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> really? Are you caught up? Almost. Oh. I am having a crisis about it because yeah. when what this do you do? ends, what do you do? I don't have a purpose anymore. <laughs> I know. No, you guys don't even know how many hours is this thing. I think I'm on episode like sixty or something. Yeah. And each episode is one to two hours. Yeah. Right. And I just listen to it all the time. And I'm I'm in the middle of the final book now. Oh no. How how far are you guys? I'm on Order of the Phoenix. Oh, you're so lucky. So well, but like I'm taking it pretty slow. I like yeah. listen while I'm doing my hair. Yeah. Or like laundry, but I'm not sit down, listen to an episode. <laughs> I saw one of the podcast reviews on the podcast app for Binge Mode Harry Potter, and it just said, every episode of Binge Mode Harry Potter, colon. And then it was just a string of, my guy, my guy, yeah, my guy. <laughs> tough news, tough stuff for my guy, Harry. And then it's like weeping over a character yeah. dying. My guy, my guy, join us next time. <laughs> I love it. Are though. all of the Ringer podcasts like that? Yeah. The villains one, you actually have to like kind of adjust to the way Shay talks a little bit because he's so casual and almost off-putting in his coolness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not enthusiastic and he almost seems nervous, but he's really funny, mm. really interesting topics that they go over. It took me about an episode and a half before I could get it. The okay. last one he did was interesting because he put in snippets of the mistakes that he made during the podcast. And he like said, I was supposed to say this. I wanted it to be this. This is the point that I was trying to get across, which I didn't love like the first 20 minutes. But I started to catch on and be like, oh, this is pretty cool. I was the same way. Yeah. I started to respect it by the mm. end. Anything else? No, that's it for me. So I've also started the Villains Podcast, and I have this thing where if I hear a podcast episode about a movie, I need to watch that yeah. movie. So we watched Silence of the Lambs the other night. Yes. Okay. It holds up. It yeah. is so good. It is a creepy, creepy movie. Yeah. Um, the opera music when he's just banging the crap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so nuts. It's dark, and it's real good. So that was a fun reminder to see those two characters duel it out. And I don't know. It's funny. To, he looks really young. And so does she. Yeah. I also binged The Great British Baking Show, the most recent season available on Netflix. Didn't we already do that? There's another, There's one. another one. There's a new one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I'll do. Uh, of course I cried. <laughs> At the finale, Don't get I no won't. Spoilers. I won't. But just treasure every moment I of this. I didn't know there was a new yeah. one. This is the best news and I've like, ever heard. The judges are kind of more in their groove. The hosts are wackier than they were last time. They have like more freedom. To Except kind of he cut themselves. his hair. Oh, he did. <gasps> That's a spoiler. I mean, Nick. he's still super weird looking. <laughs> oh yeah, because now he's got like the big sideburns going. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. I love everyone on that show so much. I just want to give everybody a big giant hug. Yes. All the time, except they have a vegan week this season, and oh. I'm like, why are we scratch scratch that? Why are we doing vegan week? Um, and can I interject one thing? Yes, because please. I just you're that just reminded me on your recommendation. I watched Paddington too. Of course you did. I saw on Twitter. Well, let's say first of all, you okay. tried to watch. I it. I tried to watch it with my friend Matt, and I was like, Meg said this is the best movie she's ever seen in her life. Uh -huh. So we sat down and. About 20 minutes into it, I realized neither of us were paying attention. We were both on our phones. 
And so I tweeted out that I was watching mm-hmm. Paddington 2, mm-hmm. and then I tweeted a second tweet to that one and said, we had to turn it off because we realized we're adult men. Mm-hmm. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> so then over Thanksgiving, Skyler was like, I want to watch Paddington 2, and we put it on. And I thought it was delightful. He was sobbing at the end. Yeah, me too. I look over, and he has tears pouring down his face, and he's like, that was beautiful. Like, what? Yeah. Hmm. So, no, it's... Uh, it's. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. But now I'm going It's to. moving. It didn't make me cry, but I thought it was delightful. Well, you're not eight months pregnant, so maybe that's why. <laughs> um, final thing is KSL has done a new podcast. KSL, the local mm. Utah mm-hmm. media conglomerate, <laughs> on Josh and Susan Powell. Oh. Cold. The murder um, and eventual death of Josh. Uh, it's called Cold. It is... It's good. The host is a little bit of a cheese ball. He's a KSL reporter and Who is he talks it? like a KSL reporter. I cannot remember his name okay. right now. And it, what's it called again? Cold. Cold. But the facts surrounding the case, you like keep holding up your phone it's like you're taking of, a photo. No, I know. A I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's because I got a, I got one of these damn new phones where it's the face recognition. And so you, <laughs> to get it to open up, you have to like awkwardly hold this it up. This is like your, the fourth time. <laughs> I miss. Well, I keep. Okay, like, I, I should have worn it, a different shirt today. I keep opening it to make notes of what you guys are saying, but I have to like hold it up. But we have these mics in front of us, and so it looks like I'm taking pictures of Nick. I really am not. <laughs> it's I right. promise. Well, this is but gonna be happened? its own podcast. What was wrong with the thumbprint? iPhone. What I don't was have wrong anything. I just turned my phone on. What are you talking about? Like I don't have a. You don't have the thumbprint turned on? Oh, really? Because Everybody hear my... that? Meg, Meg doesn't have her <laughs> yeah, phone protected. Go, go ahead. Use my phone. What are you going to do? Tweet from my account? <laughs> I would love to tweet from your account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, check out Cold. Okay. Let's get to what we came here to talk about today, Ooh. which is one of this year's sure Oscar contenders in one category or another. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Boy, starring my boy, Timothy, and Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell is also your boy. Um, Steve Carell is, is everyone's boy. like my dad. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is like my son. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> there's a put whole me generation. in a weird, weird position <laughs> watching this, watching my dad and my son struggle <laughs> with addiction. Um, I a lot of reviews I'd heard about this movie is like, oh, it's another addiction story, like you've mm-hmm. seen. It's not like an addiction story I've seen mm-hmm. before. I think because he's so charming and delightful and Mm. you are in love with Timothy and just watching him squander that charm and that potential is so heartbreaking Mm -hmm. Um, because it's a story of like a young college age guy gets accepted to Berkeley, going to go be an awesome writer, Mm -hmm. even though there are some cringy moments where he's quoting famous poets or like... What is life? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, stupid white 19 yeah. year old boy. But Oscar like, bait has to have that though, right? Sure, yeah. I don't know. But also, it's, he's so nice and cute and like good with his siblings and stuff, but he has this void that he cannot fill and he tries to fill with crystal meth. It's awful. Which is not a drug you bounce back from. Right. So I don't know. Eli, what'd you think? I thought I liked it overall. I thought it was 10%. After school, specially, yeah, and I didn't love that. Every yeah. once in a while, it, I felt like they were kind of throwing it in our faces. There's this whole scene where the dad goes on a hike with his family, and the son Timothy Chalamet calls him, and there's kind of this cringy conversation about addiction that happens. That felt like every once in a while, I was like, if you just plopped this into an after school special, I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah, and mm. so there was some of that, but despite that, 
it was really it's one of those movies that sticks with you for a few days like i left it and i just kept thinking about it yeah it shows what addiction can do to a person i think really well it's really really heart-wrenching to see him go through this sort of downward spiral when we left the movie i criticized it for being a little bit over the top at certain points because they say in the movie Steve Carell's character is doing all this research and he finds out that people who are addicted to crystal meth have these mood swings. Yeah. And then after that, he was like talking to Timothy Chalamet and the mood swing was like so dramatic that I was like, okay, calm down. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Eating, okay. they're like eating or something and he's like, dad, can I have some money? And he's like, I, d- I don't think so. And he's like, just give me money! And like freaks out. It was like over the top. Right. I was telling Skylar this and Skylar reminded me that a year ago we ran into somebody on the street who was asking for money who was clearly like addicted to crystal meth and the mood swing was like even more dramatic than that so i was like oh maybe they like did get this right what did you guys think about how they portray a drug addict i mean i think that the portrayal of the drug addict was accurate as far as i can tell i don't personally know anybody on crystal meth Mm. weird it's a shame Uh, (laughs) but i think that that i actually really liked that restaurant scene Mm -hmm. um, because you could kind of tell that was steve carell's breaking point where he was like i can't help you Mm -hmm. anymore and that's what I appreciate about the movie was it's not just what addiction does to the addict. It's what it does to the people in the addict's life. Yeah. And how it affected even his toddler siblings or they weren't toddlers, but they were like young kids mm-hmm. who are his half siblings and his stepmom who wants to be there for them. But is also like we need to mm-hmm. live our lives. We've got a family. We here. have a family you have two other children how do we navigate this and i don't think those are easy questions to answer and it shows them struggling to answer that within the movie she was really good she's fantastic mara tierney yeah she should be in everything yeah in all things yeah if i ever met her on the street i'd start calling her my girl so she uh laura linney would be replaced no laura linney would be an addition to she'd just be one of the other brunch (laughs) guests one of the other brunch guests (laughs) when i do my sunday brunches my famous sunday brunches (laughs) (laughs) um so she's news radio er and then you actually eli told me she got breast cancer and kind of went away for a while so it's nice to see her back also amy whose last name escapes me but the most, Holly the most from disturbing the part of this movie is seeing what happened to Michael Scott and Holly. Who are now divorced. Yeah. Uh, and he is Timothy Chalamet's mom. And I thought she, she was is, great yeah. in showing that she's doing everything she can, but nobody really knows how to help an addict. Yeah. So I didn't realize that this was based on a true story. Like, I didn't yeah. know anything about it going into it. And the movie was taken from books that were written by both the father and the son. And so it's portraying two different perspectives, which is really kind of an interesting thing to do. Apparently, I've not read either of the books, but the father's book talks a lot about how he and his wife would go to these support groups and they were always harping on the three C's, which they show briefly in the movie, which is trying to help the family understand that you didn't cause it, you can't control it and you can't cure it. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like getting people to understand that so that they can continue to live their lives without becoming so involved in this addict's life that they can't cure. And I saw an interview After this, I went and binged a bunch of YouTube interviews of the father Uh and the son. And the dad has said that he still to this day, even though the son has been sober for seven years or so, he cannot accept one of the C's. He's been able to finally accept two of them. He says that he doesn't believe he can control it or cure it. 
but he still struggles with feeling like he caused it somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Which there's is a theme of the movie. I think he's you see him, Steve Carell's character, grappling with this fear that he did something to make this happen and he needs to do something to fix it. Well, there's an interesting conversation between him and Timothy early in the movie where he says, you've smoked pot, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and Steve Carell's like kind of embarrassed. Like, yeah, he's like, you've done some drugs. He's like, yeah, I tried stuff. But, you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like in like confessing that it kind of gave Timothy Chalamet like a pass to go ahead and try these drugs. My dad tried this. Why couldn't I? Yeah. yeah. I mean, which would any kid would react that way. And so you can see him carrying that blame through the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. I think that's a really nuanced, interesting take. I agreed that there were parts that were a little too over the top, like playing sunrise sunset. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's let's go for some subtlety here. Yeah. Like we get it, <laughs> time is passing. He's still an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was very well performed. I thought it was an interesting perspective I hadn't seen before, and I think that Timothy did a really good job. I think Steve Carell did too, but I think the runaway performance was definitely Timothy Chalamet. In mm-hmm. this. So. Any other thoughts? My favorite scene of the whole movie. Apparently, I've got a thing with movies that have scenes where a woman is driving a car crying. But <laughs> it's Steve Carell's wife, that's, that's played your... played by my girl, Mara. 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 Uh, the family comes home and they find that the son, Timothy Chalamet, and his girlfriend of the week or whatever have been have broken into the house and are robbing them. Yeah. And they flee. And so she goes and jumps in her minivan and tries to chase them down. And there's this whole scene where she's driving in the car. And up to that point, the parents' perspective has just pretty much been Steve Carell's as the father. She's stepmom, and they've kind of like shown peripherally what's happening with her. But it reminded me of the scene in Lady Bird at the end when mom does the drive around the airport and kind of breaks down crying yeah. because her daughter's leaving for college. It was really a beautiful scene, and, and it goes on for a long time. You just see her chasing in the minivan, and she's slowly breaking down until finally she stops the car and just cries in her car. And uh, I thought that that was the best almost subtle portrayal of what somebody's choices do to a family that just feels helpless. There's what was she going to do if she caught him anyway? You know, there was just sort of this gut reaction that she just jump in the car to chase after him and then finally just gives up and cries. And what's a stepmom's place? You know, she has to feel a little bit removed and maybe Mm -hmm. like she's not sure how she should help, if she should help, how much authority she has over this kid. Um, also, their house is beautiful. Yes. It's in this California hill somewhere. It's got to be millions of dollars. Probably burned down now. Oh, oh I know. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Take it's a beautiful. So beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Phoenix song for the house. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Beautiful Boy, I think we recommend it. Uh, don't expect a happy experience mm-hmm. seeing this movie. I went with a friend who was sobbing by the end so Mm -hmm. just be aware that that might be an issue also will terrify you as a parent so Mm -hmm. don't watch it on an airplane oh yeah i wanted you to address that meg because you had said and i related to this actually a little bit but i'm not a parent you had said that it was weird for you timothy chalamet is not that much younger than us but you actually saw this from the parents perspective and not his like almost like he was your kid well i mean i think i'm past the age where there's a potential for me to get addicted to crystal meth like i just don't think that's gonna happen yeah right but i am raising children who are 10 years away from exposure to drugs and seeing how quickly it can destroy a life and how powerless a parent actually is in that situation a parent versus an addiction i feel like the addiction wins nine times out of ten and so it was eye-opening and terrifying and i've got nothing to say 
in terms of giving hope in that situation. But it's just, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to watch a parent go through that. Yeah. And I know a lot of parents who have gone through it and have lost kids to it. There's five kids in my graduating class who have OD'd and died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In Provo, Utah. Hmm. So it's a it's a real thing, and it's hard and scary. And Anyway, go see the movie. <laughs> Join us next week for... Join us next week for another wonderfully happy right. tale of a gay boy whose parents want him to go to conversion therapy. So that should be a fun discussion. <laughs> I also equate... What's the actor's name in that? Hedges? Lucas Hedges. Lucas yeah. Hedges. Who's in I, everything. Every, I, equate, every movie. I equate him with... Like he and uh, Timothy Chalamet are like in the same category. Well, they were both in Lady Bird. <laughs> and they both popped up at the same time and were suddenly yeah. in every Oscar contender yeah. movie last year. Like both of them. Lucas Hedges is actually gay, right? I is he? I don't think he is. He is. I don't think so because one of my beefs with these movies is when they get straight actors to portray gay stories. I don't think he is. I'm gonna look it up. But I saw a funny gif on Twitter. Siri, of, is uh, Lucas Hedges gay? <laughs> two people fighting, and the caption was Lucas Hedges and Timothy Chalamet fighting for the next day twenty four role. What did what did Siri? Siri said she didn't know. Thanks a lot, Siri. Anyway, we'll look it up. We'll talk about I'll it. I'll do next a week. lot of research. I feel like I'm gonna let Eli lead that conversation. He because... says he's not totally straight or gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I already hate him. <laughs> anyway, join us for that. It's gonna be rough. Uh give us a good rating review if you want. I don't know. I don't even know what those do. What do those do? They help. Make they help. Good. They help put your podcast yeah. up in the thing so that people will see it. We want to be up in the thing. <laughs> Get us there. So leave us a good rating. We'll see you next week unless I have a baby. And then in that case, you probably won't see us. Woo! All right. Bye. All right. See you.